Hello and welcome to Diminishing Returns. Uh, we are taking a long-awaited return to the Harry Potter franchise this week as we cover Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Uh, we we did cover this film a couple of years ago when it came out in one of our Review of the Year episodes, so this episode is a more in-depth look at it. Uh, we are joined by a new guest. Uh, Calvin, of course, offered up his thoughts when we went through the film last time round. Uh, we're joined by a new guest this week. Uh, enjoy. Hello and welcome to Diminishing Returns, and this week we're tackling the Fantastic Beasts' first film. Uh, we've already looked at this because we did a Harry Potter thing two years ago when Fantastic Beasts was coming out, so it was in our Review of the Year episode back then. Um, so now here is a more detailed review. I'm Alan, and with me as ever is Sol. Hello. And with me, as never, is Chris Hunter. <laughs> Hardly duty. Uh, Chris Hunter, our special guest this week. So, Chris... Thanks for joining uh, us, Chris. Yeah, thank you for Thanks joining for us. Um, now, why did you want to come and talk about Fantastic Beasts? Have you got a... Are you, are you, are you a Potter fan? I am. I absolutely love Harry Potter, especially the films. Uh, I used to be proper obsessed with them when they were getting filmed. always dreamed of going to Leeds and I never made it until they were all finished. So <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we've got a, a real Harry Potter fan in, because uh, when we covered these films... Yeah, it, God, it was about two years ago, wasn't it? That's mm-hmm. uh, When we last covered these films, Alan, you're certainly not a fan. Uh, no. You fell into your typical role of hating everything that I, I could have guessed the world holds dear. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, you know, I think they're decent. I'm, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm not a huge fan. I'm not like a, a fanboy or what have you. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's good to you know have a broad spectrum of of opinions on. So yeah, may, it's good. May I ask, Chris, how how old are you? <laughs> how old am I? That is a good question. Uh, Thirty. I You're couldn't 30. remember. Then. Yes. Is that, is that a little bit too old for Harry? No, that's about right, I suppose. That's nah, fine, it's fine. <laughs> that's not too much. I keep forgetting how old people are. Like, so, what are you like? You're only like 28. I'm 28. Right? You Nearly are 28. 28. I am 28, yeah. Ugh, that means Calvin's just turned 29, hasn't he? Or I think I'm closer to... I think I'm closer to 29 than 28 as well. Yeah. Am I? See, this Bunch is it. Keep... So no, I, think, I still think you lot, the Harry Potter generation, are so young, but you're not anymore, are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's the issue. We all grew up with them, yeah. then everybody grew up and didn't stop yeah. growing. So, Well, that was it. I was just scary. a little bit too old for Harry Potter and I never got into it. And so I haven't got mm. that childhood connection to it. Right, how um, old are you? 34. Right. Um, so I know it's not a big difference, but when you're late... Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean, though. That's kind of the window, isn't it? Yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was 11, you know, I was 15 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a big difference. I mean, my yeah, mum just that... bought the first book for me based on reading some good reviews. So it's not, you know, I think a lot of it is parents curating mm. kids stuff for their kids as well oh you know i've heard this is good yeah. and i like that i mean having said that knowing your mum alan i doubt she'd ever buy you anything nice she's never um, bought she's never had a book <laughs> she's never owned a book she's never read a book <laughs> really <laughs> she's, uh, she doesn't read she she reads magazines things like that she has some sort of uh thing where if she reads 
she falls asleep. It's like a, it's like a trigger <laughs> thing. She, 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 can, she like can only read budgie. for like 45-second bursts, and then she falls asleep. So anyway, this is a, this is a, a good starting point for me. What, what's the history of Fantastic Beasts? Like, what is it? What's, what's the deal there? It's based on, like, a short or a pamphlet or something, isn't it? Like... Yeah, well, it's 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 a it's a book in the series. Like they actually have it in school. It's one of the school books. But then in in real life, yeah, uh, it was it was part of the like Scholastic. Um, I think it was like Red Nose Day or something. They released a bunch of uh, like three charity books. So there's like the uh, Quidditch through the ages, um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and the Tales of Beetle the Bard. I think it was. Mm. So they're the all Tales books of Beetle the Bard. Be- Beetle the Bard. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah it's has mainly any... just pictures of angry claw hands i was gonna say has, has any of our discussion of jeremy beadle's little hand ever made it into the show or has that always come out in the edit alan because i feel like we've spoken about it quite a lot i don't recall hearing about it so i'm gonna guess it's hit the edit room floor a few times <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so this the Fantastic Beast book, right? How how different is it from Flanimals? Is it just pictures of weird animals with silly names? Yeah, it's just a little thing with an overview of some beasts that Newt's found throughout his journeys, you know, throughout where he's been looking for them. Um, but since I think there was an updated version where they added a few more and they had um, Eddie Redmayne read out the audiobook for it as well. So it's kind of tying it all together now. It's making it into a real thing. And they did a book of the screenplay as well. So um, you can actually read it now, which so, is weird. With in terms of all the actual story that is contained in this film and the obvious setup mm-hmm. for the whole franchise, is that yeah. all just new stuff for the film? Or yeah, is that, all, is that all fresh. Somewhere? No, I think as oh, far as I know, that. it's all fresh screenplay for this. That is that makes this even odder then that this film is so badly structured. <laughs> it's an interesting one in that J.K. Rowling was like, "Hey, I'm gonna write a film." And she just stepped in and yeah. The apparently, they, they they came to her first, saying that we want to make a, like a documentary about Newt, where we'll follow him around the world, actually documenting these beasts. <laughs> oh, like a uh, like a David Attenborough sort of thing. Yeah, that'd be good. Well, yeah, that I think it would have been, been really like an actual documentary, but like a fictional documentary. And she was yeah. that, that would have been quite a nice little idea, actually. Yeah. That's the sort of thing you do for TV, though. It's not exactly a hundred yeah exactly dollar budget. Thing, is it? Yeah, I think well, I think that was more of a point. It's like she can just write a, a new story, you know, make a new universe. Because this isn't this is in the same universe as Harry Potter, but it's got nothing to do mm-hmm. with the the current stuff. It's it's set seventy years before. Um, yeah, it's it's set the year before Voldemort's even born. This, this is this is my major problem with this film. Okay, because mm-hmm. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before before we dive into properly critiquing it, shall we just quickly refresh how we felt about it last time round? Um, I think I felt it was a perfectly serviceable if somewhat forgettable little bit of light entertainment decent family film i think i gave it a seven out of ten alan how are you with it i basically found it so pointless that i th- i thought it was going to completely derail the franchise before it even started oh yeah and we we had a bet going <laughs> that they wouldn't finish the, the i don't five think films i don't think it's going to get to film number five they're gonna they're gonna yeah, cut it really. off somewhere else Although it depends how this second one does, I suppose. But it did good business. But I just found... And this is my problem with it. it, it, I just found it so empty. There's Mm. so so much they're trying to pack in, but nothing actually happens. If you think of it in terms of film structure or how you like character arts or anything. Oh, I must say nothing going on. Yeah, on the rewatch the structure really, really didn't work for me. I um I I remembered thinking that the film was wrapping up and coming to a conclusion and it was nearly the end. 
and then I I accidentally glanced my mouse over the the uh, video and it it revealed that I was almost exactly halfway through the film, um, <laughs> wow. one hour and two minutes in I think, and an hour and yeah. two minutes left. And I just thought, oh god, that's it, because you've got Newt on this sort of cutesy adventure where he's like, oh my animals have escaped, Ooh. and then <laughs> and then um, and then you've got all the other stuff that's like with the wizard council and mm-hmm. there's and then there's a human. Uh, John Voight and he's he's got a son but the son gets killed that's what happens at the hour mile that's like mm. the inciting incident that should happen after 10 I, minutes I've actually got a note saying I'm glad Shaw's dead <laughs> I really hated that <laughs> I don't know who he was I don't know who, what what purpose he has and then there's this whole thing with Samantha Morton and and that and obviously that leads somewhere but it's not like I don't know what they are, why mm. they're there. I mean, I do know why they're there. It is explained, but it's just it never goes anywhere. And it's not important. It's not interesting. Again, on on this rewatch, it it felt way more apparent to me how much of this had, was just built with that franchise mentality of yeah, you know, let's set film. this up and it'll we'll do something with it two or three films down the line, but we don't yeah. really we haven't quite you know we've not really got anything for them to do here. Yeah, I mean it's not necessarily the worst thing. It is a bad thing. Don't say it's not a bad thing. It's it is a no, bad thing. No, it's because... not necessarily the worst thing unless it's like every element in the film, which it it kind of did feel was Plus why why is it called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them when that is not gonna be a central thing? It's well, not... you, I see I took issue with you <laughs> last last time round on this you you have a real problem with that being the name of the film but it's got it's full of fantastic beasts <laughs> it's got fantastic beasts in there okay it, it's it's the name of the book yeah it's it's are the ideas that you follow newt but the fantastic beasts are not particularly important to the story and i'll tell you what else that i really disliked about the fantastic beasts is how unfantastic they are because yeah there's there's one there's one thing where really? it says Oh, it's um, it's sight is based on prediction. Oh, that's a nice, that's a cool concept, yeah. and that's a very fantastical concept. They don't do anything with it, yeah. but it, it's a good idea yeah. that they could have used. Whereas none of the other beasts have anything like that. It's just like, oh, this is like a big rhino yeah. thing. And this, this thing is, eats you know, this money. This is a big, big falcon thing. Yeah, it's like that's not. They're not fantastic. They're just slightly bigger. Uh, that's this is like a snake a and a bird at the same time yeah exactly it was just they weren't fantastic enough and then that yeah. one that one concept of the the prediction site thing which is a really weird thing and it's like oh that's a cool sci-fi mm-hmm. concept and then it's just like well why would we use it as a plot point yeah we've said it isn't that enough yeah <laughs> that that is odd actually like, i mean obviously i haven't read the the book that it's based on but i'm assuming the the book jk mm-hmm. rowling wrote was you know pictures of these cool animals and a bit of writing about the cool stuff they could do so i assume she sat down and thought about yeah. all the cool different beasts and and all the powers and history of them a bit so yeah so i mean have you have you read it i assume you i've i've, I've listened to it uh, i listened to the audiobook the other day um <laughs> so, so i was a bit lazy about it is it a book that works on that level is it not a visual thing no it actually does it's quite fascinating because th- what they've done i think in order to compensate for not having pictures they've put occasional like background noise and stuff in or sound effects <laughs> so it's it's kind of it's almost like one of those machines you get to go to sleep with sometimes because you'll get like a bit a bit of rain first and then you'll you'll have new saying you know that there's such a body can only be found in the jungle and you can hear the jungle little monkey screams and stuff <laughs> <laughs> sounds faintly like a weevil you know are the animals or the beasts like 
more inventive in the book? Are they just straight up lifted into the film? Is this just a few of them? Then we've got lots more to look forward to, and they're well, yeah, saving this is, this is just a few of them later. Or yeah, I, I think I, I don't think the idea is that they're going to make films of showing you like different beasts per thing. I think it's more of a well, case. Don't of Don't call it Fantastic Beasts, then. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the product. That's the byproduct at the end of the story. That's that's. It's. I think it's following Newt's adventure. To I was going to say that, book. that's that's the book that Newt writes. So it's yeah. it's not saying this is a film about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. It's that's the book that Newt is. But that that would be that would be an interesting concept. Would be the uh, the travels and adventures of Newt Salamander and. Uh, and then you, on his way, he sees all these fantastic beasts. So he goes to like, oh, I'm going to this country. But it's like, it's like any, it, it's like the Notebook, right? It's not. This <laughs> is like you going, oh, it's it's not about a fucking Notebook, is it? And it's like, yeah, it's about how it got written and what it means to the characters, isn't it? But that, if this if this film if this film was about Newt Newt Salamander going around. And and finding creatures and then writing about them in his little book. And on the way, he has adventures. So yeah, this film he goes to to Timbuktu and finds this, and then he goes over to South America somewhere and he finds this, and it's a and there's a different yeah. story there. And he helps fight crime or whatever. And then over here, he he's he goes and like stops a dictator from doing something. <laughs> and then, this, this but, like, is basically what it's going to be. And then, I can tell. But then he uses the animals as well, like as part of his thing, and it's like, oh well, I can I can stop this by uh, you know getting this hedgehog and making it turn into. Well, a he ball does do that. He, he does that. Yeah. At yeah. the yeah, end of the film, he's like, oh, I've got this elastic animal Evil that I can throw at the bad called. guy, and it's not really a particularly well written moment, but I can stop him with it. So. <laughs> they do, yeah, they do use that. Uh, it's not done well, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, so a couple if, of if that was there. the concept, I was like, okay, I'm going with that. But it's not, is it? It's just like, oh, he's in this much bigger world and we're just using it as an excuse to get telling this I don't know. I, I think well, he, it is he, chapter one of a five-part thing that is going to yeah, show definitely. how he comes to, you know, become the... He'll be the foremost expert in this field and he'll... I'm sure the last one will end with him publishing the book. He'll probably... I bet you yeah, one of the films so. ends with him talking to someone and they go like, what's it called, your book? And he'll go, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And, like, <laughs> and by then, as he had six strokes, yeah. <laughs> that that me to where to find them. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it ends with a signing in Diagon Alley, like like Lockhart <laughs> and Harry Potter's. He's just full of himself. Hello, hello. I'll sign your books. I, I have to say, I found Eddie Redmayne. Um, I can't remember. Did I find him grating the last time? Around? <laughs> yeah, you did. You oh, okay, yeah, I found him quite grating this time. Because I liked See, him, and you didn't. You took offense. I, to I found him quite endearing. Um, I can see where, you get, where you're coming from, though. I, I, I can see that. I think I warmed to him a bit more this time around, but yeah. it was very much that kind of, is is he alright? Is this, is this kid? <laughs> I think the is idea is something that's a little bit amiss in his mind, isn't there? That's the idea. Yeah, but I think he's meant to be a bit quirky rather than, you know. Uh, who else is in this film? Remind me. So we've got Eddie Redmayne. We've yes. got... Uh, the woman. The woman one. The woman. The woman and Sam, the fat um, man. The fat and man one. Yeah, the, the fat man, the who I, I really like him, but I never remember his name. But yeah, his name was Dan I, Fogler. I, I really like the fat man one. He's he's the best thing in the film for me, I think. I will yeah, agree same with here. that. Yeah, I think he hits the right tone at every level, every point. Yeah, I think you need that kind of goofy American in it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I Every time I look at him, I think of Nathan Lane, and I have no idea why. Um, <laughs> it doesn't look like Nathan Lane. doesn't no, I, like, I, I, act I, like him. Is, is it like... Um, is that what Nathan Lane looked like in that mouse film he did years ago? 
Well, Stuart Little. Maybe. No, no I, think, I think he's done a few mouse ones. Um, he did one with Lee the Evans. Mouse, the mouse hunt or mouse... Yeah. Oh, him, mouse yeah. yeah it, it, was, it was Mouse Hunt, yeah, 1997. So, yeah, the other year. Dan Fogler. That's him, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I know him from Balls of Fury. That's his... <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, here, here's the thing, though. We, we're singing his praises, and I was thinking when I watched the end of the film, mm-hmm. you know, he's done now. That character's done. That's a shame he won't be in the sequels. Uh, you know, maybe well, a little cameo. Of he will. Out the bakers. Yeah, exactly. I've watched the trailer. I've watched the trailer now, and it's like, oh, yeah, they brought him back. Well, you, you watched the end of the film, didn't you? The, the end of the film was kind of like the Inception spinner. It's like, oh, wait, does he know? Does he yeah, not know? I, 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 I thought it was very clear <laughs> that they were setting him up to return in the next one. Yeah, totally. Because he's, he's got all sorts of unfinished I thought it was very stuff. clear that they were setting him up as a baker. He's got that romance with, um, what's she with called? Que- is the it Queen, Queenie? Is Queenie. That yeah, Queenie. Um, he's got that romance with her set up that doesn't really pay off in the way that Harry Potter know, likes to what? pay yeah, off all what? its romance. Exactly. What's so... better than an mm. a unrequited romance or, or a uh, romance that's you know I'm not saying it's better I'm saying knowing <laughs> knowing what we're dealing with with this franchise I think it's very likely that they'll end up together and we'll we'll have a flash forward to them in 20 years time with kids and I want the films to be more episodic I think maybe just like this mm. is this today's adventure and then this is the next one have some yeah. elements going through it but it just feels too much like I'm watching a franchise and I just cannot be well, I think that's because they're only the first ones out at the moment. Because if you think of the Harry Potter films, when you watch them, you watch them as a story well, no, that you knew was going to go I through. The Harry <laughs> well, you know, you know what I, I mean. You I, know got, what I mean. I watched the first five and then gave up because I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> well, Did I watch the five. penultimate one with you at the cinema? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it. So. <laughs> Are you sure? Sean invited a load of us along. I think you. I think Calvin was there. I thought well, you I were there. Have gone, would I? Because I hadn't seen the ones before. It. I'll have to bleep her name out, but <laughs> that, I think that was the start of her really trying Sleep. it. Out, <laughs> yeah, I bleeped it for you. You're fine. You Just know, put a delay on it. Yeah, tell the story of when Saul was raped. <laughs> I tell you what. I, 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 I have I to say, as well. right? In post all this Me Too stuff, post Aziz Ansari becoming a, a thing that people were complaining about, like, she she was way more predatory than he was reading through that. <laughs> if if you, you know, if, if I were a woman and she were a man, I, I really don't think it would come off very well. I, I think she would be genuinely concerned for her behaviour at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back, biting her in the ass, because... Anyway, well, yeah, don't don't bite on the ass. That one day make she it worse becomes famous, and then you can cash in. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, just just to bring you up there. Basically, um, she was just a very predatory. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was waiting, <laughs> and she she decided <laughs> she, she zeroed she in on me. <laughs> right. Is 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 the amount of the amount of women I've been involved with who've like really zeroed in on me? It, it's almost all of them. It, it's very well, rare. That's, yeah, that but that's I'll because you're not ma- you don't make any effort to go out to <laughs> go to them. You, so the only ones that get oh, any it's the ultimate play hard to get. To <laughs> no, I was going to say it's the one I never get anywhere with the ones I'm interested in, and then it's always some yeah. random one at the sidelines who sort of just decides they're really <laughs> bizarrely into me, and then just kind of go, I go, all right, fine. <laughs> deal with that that's fine but with her it was a bit like oh, I don't know about that I don't know about that which is a shame because you know like nowadays creepy. I'd be like yeah yeah sure but I had standards <laughs> back then so uh, what are they? 
anyway, I mean, she wasn't she wasn't anything uh, worth chasing. <laughs> no, I know, but I've done a lot worse since. That's kind of what I'm getting at. All oh, right. I don't know what your my, bar slipped a bit. I don't know what my um. Yeah, I don't know why I was acting all you know hoity-toity about it. But hoity-toity. <laughs> But I, I guess I hadn't, I hadn't diluted the, the pool too much back then. It was like, you know, I've only slept with about three people at this point. And if one of them's, you know, you've got to keep a standard up. Whereas now it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but one thing where there's um, uh, uh, sex in this film, implicitly, eh, is when Queenie meets Thingy. And, and Queenie? Uh, she's like, hey, totally cool that you were thinking about banging me. Because uh, everyone yeah. does it. Most boys think what you're thinking. <laughs> it's a weird moment, isn't it? It was for a Harry Potter franchise film. I thought, damn, that's that's not a, that's not too shabby. No, like there's, you're implying that his thoughts were, oh, I'd like to fuck that bitch. Uh, whereas <laughs> he's just thinking, you know, smash. Yeah, anyone else might be thinking like, oh, she's nice. I like her. Oh, oh you know, what? I probably am completely projecting my own mental <laughs> psyche onto this film now that you say it. Because <laughs> all she says is, don't worry, all men think that when they first meet me. Basically, Yeah, he could, he could have been thinking nice dress. No, but he says something like, oh, gee, I, Mama mia. I wouldn't, you know, I, I wish I would have known you as a thought reader because I wouldn't have been thinking what I was thinking. And he gets all... <laughs> embarrassed more than <laughs> yeah and it, i don't know i think it the reaction suggests it was more than just oh i'll buy her some roses and... <laughs> this is i this made me think actually like if you were like if you could read minds and and you could do it from mm-hmm. birth so it's like it's just normal to you it would completely yeah. change your perspective on oh yeah and when whenever you meet anyone because it's just there's nothing like something like that which if you suddenly could read someone's mind you're like oh my god that's what they think of me it's completely yeah, you'd always to, get like, first impressions. Like, you'd like, always get true, honest first impressions. Exactly, yeah. And she's like, every man I've ever met since I was 12 years old has, has had that thought. So it's like, I'm totally used to it now. So, um, which is... Hang on, know. wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't Sorry, I did, I, it took me a second well, but... <laughs> to register what you just said. <laughs> I'm just brushing the hell past that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was like, okay, well, I'll talk. All <laughs> right, you the go and you go and ask your female friends or companions or whatever when they were first started getting sort of sexually harassed. Yeah, you said every like man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that's not true, is it? <laughs> yeah, I, I've never I've never had an inkling towards 12-year-olds. I was so, going to uh, say. I guess not, not every man walking past. Neither have I. <laughs> Just stop <laughs> <Sure>. audibly winking <laughs> at us as you say it, Alan. <laughs> I can almost hear your lashes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a Ren and Stimpy cartoon. You only zoom right in, you can hear like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my, my, point, my point was that, that that's quite an interesting concept. Yeah, story, yeah I've right. never really seen evaluate. Like just one person in a, wor- in a world of, that doesn't have that. I like how they play yeah. it here. I kind of was disappointed that they didn't really get into her character at all, really. But mm. I think it is very much, oh, she's been set up to have a bigger role in a sequel down the line. Yeah, and she is... She, yeah, I think I think so. the character works because she's kind of... She's kind of really passive, or she's just kind of really peaceful and tranquil. I think if you knew yeah, she's everybody's a bit inner thoughts, you would have to find a piece somewhere because you'd you'd I think you'd be a lot more tolerant of people. I think you would you would think you wouldn't see the worst in people, I think, because you've yeah. seen the worst in everyone. Do you know what I mean? 
There's there's different levels of thought though. Bear in mind because like you know I I almost mm. have like a Tourette's level of thought where I'll see people <laughs> and have like the Dead. worst thought imaginable. But I don't even. It's not yeah. like I agree with that thought on any level. It's like my mind is daring me to think it. Can you give us an example? Um, you know, you might you might meet a uh uh uh, uh what, what can I say that won't maybe sound. Terrible? <laughs> <laughs> At least you've got a filter. That's something. If, if you, well, no, it's not even. That's what I mean. It's not even a filter because it's not even like on any level. I would necessarily. I don't know. You, you might, you might see a, um, a homeless person, and your thought is like, "Fucking homeless, nuke the homeless." <laughs> but then it, that, but then, yeah. but then your mind immediately goes, "Whoa, hang on, you don't think that? You, you just kind of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just you, kind you start of start thinking, shit, it's cold. I hope he's got somewhere to go." <laughs> Interesting. Well, Alan just kicks them, but I mean that's a bad example because I went for, I went for something uh, mild. <laughs> but so, mur- murdering all the homeless people—that was your, that's your mild. Well, yeah, because no one's sticking up for the homeless. No one cares about them. It's just a shame. So uh, d- donate to your local homeless charity, listener. Hey, all right. No doubt. Yes. Uh, <laughs> just encourages them <laughs> to be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're sitting there going, you know what? I love being homeless. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this. You know, I you, I don't know. Let's say you you meet a very attractive woman and and you'll be yeah. you'll be thinking, talking to them, blah 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 blah. It's completely innocent, and then you might have a thought that's you know sexual in nature, but you're not even you know it's someone that you're not even attracted to or have any intention towards or even, do you know what I mean? It, yeah, it's just kind of just like the oh, chemistry that just popped in there in. because your brain was kind of thinking. Wouldn't it be awkward yeah. if you thought about this while you were talking to this oh, person? God. Yeah, that, that that is the worst. <laughs> this I, is I like have that problem sometimes. This is, this is like the peep show nights. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the inner thoughts of soul. But do you do you guys not have that? Like, it's, like I say, it's like mental Tourette's. Yeah, it's I, like, I it's do not sometimes. Even, yeah, it's not of. even reflective of. Your actual. Uh, I tend to get it in sort of. I get it more of like a seething hatred kind of style, where I'm like, "I fucking hate this guy." Yeah, I get that. I start thinking, "Wait, why? Why? I don't hate him at all." That's it. I've had that. I've had that. I'll I'll be talking to someone. I'll just think, "You, you fucking piece of shit. I hate you." And it's like, no, I don't. (laughs) Why do you think? I really don't. I've got no reason to. It's just suddenly popped in. Yeah. Mm. You ever considered therapy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. This is therapy. What are you on about? I was promised to therapy. You know who else is a bizarre, a bizarre casting choice? I'm really like there were there were waves across the cinema when he popped up. Johnny Depp popping up at the end for two yeah. seconds, yeah. as well, an alternate form of Colin Farrell. It, that that's well, he was using a yeah he was using a thingy charm like a masking charm. Colin Farrell is the alternate form. Yeah, uh, but of him, it's interesting. Him. This this isn't the first time they've both played the same character because it happened in the Imaginarium of Doctor Panossus as well. Yeah, well, that's that's what that's part of why it seems so weird. Yeah, and the the other, th- I mean, how does that work? Because he's he's clearly put a bit of thought into his appearance, Grindelwald. He's clearly spent a yeah. bit of time, you know, slicking his hair back that morning, getting all prim and proper. Well, presumably, he's spent about. 20 years building up a career to become a top member of the secret <laughs> wizard service or whatever they are. Because he's not like a low power thing, is he? But but how does this work on a day-to-day basis? Because he's, he's trimming his moustache and, you know, he's getting all prim and proper and then he's putting a magic cloak on that makes him look like someone else entirely that's presumably just projecting... Oh, I, I see what you're saying. The actual Grindelwald's looking quite well groomed. Yeah, and... Well, I... no, well, do you? Well, no, I thought that moustache was like, oh, shit, I wasn't supposed to show my true form today. 
Look at this stupid mustache <laughs> I've got. But it's hair. but it's bleach blonde. He's obviously take like he's obviously thought about unless it's just meant to be the it's, it's just old magic. It's, it's meant to be grey, yeah. I think. Is this haircut it's... very slick back though? I I mean maybe um He's got like the shaved side situation going on. He's just uh, like an older form, really. You know what it is? He he's got he's got that look where his men are look a bit scraggly and rough, but yeah. It's the Hollywood version because they couldn't bear to actually make him look like that. So he ends up looking like a model. He's got kind of quote, you know, that kind of photo shoot. <laughs> well, it's Johnny Depp. Do you not know? And it's like a. He looks like a model who's been left in a river for four days. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit rough. Just slightly bloated. <laughs> Is this the only reason he's working at the moment? Is this because he was already contractually. <laughs> Yeah, well, they've really dug their heels in and been defending him, you know. Well, have they? They, they, I think I'm sure they could have ousted him. He's taken the form of Gary Oldman. (laughs) Look at (laughs) but they'd probably have to pay him and then just not have him in the film. So they probably just thought, well, we might as well get the best out of him. But no, even J.K. Rowling's been very defensive of him being in the film, which is, yeah. you know, it's odd because she's very outspoken against this sort of stuff and it, it seems quite hypocritical of her, yeah. honestly. To yeah, do. I don't think she could just push it aside if she actually believed he had anything. Yeah. You know. So I've got a question here Yeah. that relates to this whole thing. Why do the magical people hide it mm-hmm. from the real world? You know what? That, one of my biggest uh, issues with this film that I couldn't quite put my finger on the first time I watched it, but I did lock it down on this viewing, is you completely lose the sense that this is set in the real world from the get-go. It, it From the mm, very yeah. beginning, it feels like yeah, it's set in right. a magical kingdom. And I think it's because it isn't a realistic portrayal of old-time New York. It's a heightened reality. It's a kind of very yeah. fantastical... Hey, you know we we've seen yeah what fantastic depictions of New York are like, and therefore, because Harry Potter feels a lot more. This is set in the real world. Oh, look, there's a magic world within the real world, and you just don't get that here. So, I I think, I, I think the reason for that would be the uh, the the timeline because if you think about it, with Harry Potter and stuff, all the wizarding things are always still kind of old fashioned. So yeah. you know straight away things are wizardy because they look yeah, older yeah. in the modern world, whereas there everything kind of still ties in. Yeah. You know, it's still got that kind of, you know, late 19th century vibe to it. Both 20th. times I've had to watch, or <laughs> both times I've watched this film, I, I've had to mentally remind myself repeatedly for the first half hour or so, oh yeah, they, these people aren't all wizards. This is a group of muggles and there's just like two wizards. Yeah. There. And there's so much, they make such a big deal of, oh, we can't let them see what's happening. And then there's so much going on with like fantastical beasts running around and like smashing stuff up. And then they're like, oh, no, there just happens to be no one around here in New York, in this particular part of New York. There's no one around. There's a lot of parallels with Men in Black, aren't there? (laughs) <laughs> setting up yeah. setting up the, Ameri- the the American guy with the moustache to be Agent K in the sequel where they've got to bring him back <laughs> they've, they've got like a big neuralizer at the end they're like how do we neur- in fact it's similarities with Men in Black 2 I, was, I made this note how do we neuralize can we really neuralize all of uh, New York and then he goes this- oh yeah and presses the button and the Statue of Liberty <laughs> flashes its this is what I literally this is the note I wrote the, the note I wrote the note you wrote why don't they just use the giant obliviator in the Statue of Liberty's torch? <laughs> that, that is what I wrote. Why is it this big deal that they try to hide it? And and they seem to be saying, basically, if they find out that we're magic and we can have magic, and blah, 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 it'll start a war. But yeah, why are they much. concerned with that when it is a war they would very obviously win? 
Why can't they? Well, because well, they don't want to kill everyone. They're not trying to just start wars with people. Mm. See, now this this is extraordinarily rare in 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 people. <laughs> but that's that's. It's, it's like know. it's like we don't want especially in the twenties. We want to save the realistic. rainforest as much as we can without having to do too much to mm. save it. But we don't. It's the do same we? thing because we're not saving the rainforest at all. We we we. What's well, that? My point. We we, we want to save it without actually having to do very much work to save it, and that's what the, these guys don't want to. No 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 no. Believe me, I I can believe that a, a wizard person wouldn't want to particularly destroy humanity or anything, but. The community as a whole, I don't know if they had that, that sense of control. Because, well, here, here's a question. You know, a person is smart, but people are <laughs> stupid and panicking. More men in black. Men in black. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's a question. Why don't they just let everyone have magic and just integrate? Well, you can't just you can't just give someone magic. They no, but breed, that's not how it works. Them. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just like, it's not like an STD, you can't just spread it around town, you've got to be born with it or not. But a couple of generations on... You wouldn't have to destroy humanity, you would just be have a two-tier society uh, in which they were in power. Which is already what they have, because they've got fucking goblins who are made to run the bank, and yeah. they've yeah. already got very, you know, hierarchical society. You know, what, what are they scared of? Because... If they don't want to have a two-tier society where there's kind of a, a higher class and a lower class, essentially, yeah. of people, well, they've already got that. It's just the lower class don't know about it. And mm. if they're worried about it being an uprising and them kicking off and not accepting it, like they basically mm. are being tricked into accepting it already, well, they would completely quash any sort of uprising immediately. There'd be no... Yeah, there's there's no contest. So what's the problem? Yeah. Plus, it's just not realistic that there's not some some wizard that's just going in to get a bit of rough in the real world and like showing off <laughs> with his tricks and that and like getting girls in bars. Like, it's, that's gonna must happen all the time. David Copperfield. You know, I'd really like it if there was a like a CD character like a in in that sort of environment who was just a complete mm. muggle, but he was just completely integrated into the world and. For whatever reason, yeah. they just kind of because he was, you know, a bit of a dodgy criminal guy, played by Benicio yeah, you've got, del Toro. You're gonna have, yeah, you got to have someone who's a connection to that world, uh, who can go into that world and like get you your black market stuff that you can't get in the world of wizards. Uh, you know, the, the big, the big fight at the end with the the mm-hmm. the evil beast that's not a real beast; it's an absence of beasts. Um, <laughs> oh, you mean the big, the big black cloud thing? Yeah, didn't that remind you of yeah, the the end of Venom? Venom, Venom. I don't know, I've not seen it. Just just a big swirling cloud of black gunk that you just can't tell what's going on. <laughs> it makes sense. I guess it's the same thing, isn't it? It's a massive symbiote, except you, you just don't see it when it's on someone. It's it's in them. Yeah. It's like a suppository symbiote. You know, just the basic premise of this, I, I really love the idea of a Harry Potter film that's just kind of mm-hmm. a tangent set in olden times New York. I mean, not olden times. But yeah, totally. Yeah, period piece. Yeah, it's 70 years ago. I like that they just did that, committed to it, went yeah. with it, instead of doing, oh, what's Ron's kids up to with Hermione? <laughs> yeah. Which would have been the more commercially obvious, viable way of doing it. Yeah, we all know it would have been Ron working in Greg's. I'm sure the fact that it's set in America probably appealed to Warner Brothers, though. They were probably like, oh, yeah, Harry Potter's set in America? Fantastic. Yeah, finally. <laughs> We just need one set in China now, and uh, then we're set. Yeah, well, funnily enough, funny you should say that. Um, the next one is set in uh, Europe, I think, and then after that, the rest are going to be set outside of Europe and the North America, so it would just be wherever else is left. Okay, so it was, when it, where is the next one set? 
just all around Europe, or is it like a specific? Uh, the next one, it's going to be like L- London and France, I think. Okay. England I and mean, France. London um, seems like we've already had eight films of. Yeah. I mean, they go to. London. Yeah, well, they're, go- they're going back to Hogwarts, aren't they? I meant, sorry, I meant England, not London. Yeah, um, and the next one's the next one's going to be set in Qatar. <laughs> Qatar. Little football, little football joke for you there, Sol. Oh, is that what that? I just thought it was a funny country yeah, to pull fun. out. No, because nah, Qatar are hosting the next World Cup, even though it's the most inappropriate place to do it, because they, they paid yeah. a lot of money to do it. Oh, okay. yeah. They, they go that. to actual London in the Harry Potter films, so don't they? In like the, the start of one yeah, of them? Yeah, they have done, yeah. The zoo, they go to the zoo in one of them, there's a snake. Yeah. So That's that, true. I don't know, that just seems a bit, bit of a waste. Set it in Prague. <laughs> Set it in... in where else is there in Europe? Set it in the Vatican. Germany. That'd be <laughs> the fun. Vatican. Turns out the Pope, the Pope's actually a wizard. He's just fucking with everyone. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, correlation between this, uh, the evil black shit, and you know the the church. All that you know, years of suppression comes out into really angry violence and horrific things. They only go inside children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> oh god! I mean, I, I was. I was waiting to see how, how long it would take one of us to manage to connect those dots. And there we go. Brilliant. Uh, um, so, what, what else? Because it's, it's difficult to go through this film like via the plot, because there isn't really one. The plot's kind of what? There's like a Westboro Baptist Church type thing going on yeah it's the second it's the second salemers so yeah it's um it's literally that they they are following on from the work from the people from the salem witch trials it's it's that kind of thing so they still genuinely believe there's witches out there and they want them dead well here's the problem with that yeah there are witches out there so painting them as these mad people who are sort of like going, oh, they're so crazy. They believe in witches. But- well, I don't know if they're painting them as mad, crazy people. I think they're painting them as unpleasant people who want to Fanatics. kill people who aren't harming them and uh, you know doing yeah. them no wrong. Bloodthirsty, like, who, yeah, the, like who me. Who are they killing? What? Just extremists. Who are they killing? No, they want to. When? Yeah, they want them burnt at the stake. Yeah, witches. Yeah, you're saying yeah. witches aren't That's what people. We're talking about. I'm saying that if you're going to hide your magic powers to use it for your benefit, then don't don't be surprised when people uh, turn against you. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Don't be surprised when it scares people and then misunderstand what you're all about. But just because don't be surprised when it happens, it's still a mm. bad attitude to have, isn't it? I just think it's unfair on them. I mean, he's driven that woman completely insane. The Samantha Morton character, she's mental. And that's because, she was, she was a bit you out know, there, she's she? seen things that she knows can't happen. And and people just won't believe her. Can't they? Can't they just do magic on her to make her like sane? To make her Obliv- think different. Obliviatus. Yeah. Can't they just magic her yeah, to make yeah, her? They think. could. They could obliviate her. Yeah. No, because that's a dark. Uh, that's dark magic. I remember now because they did. They did that in the Harry Potter books. Um, there was. Where was it now? Stupid. Barty Crouch. Remember Barty Crouch Junior. and Barty Crouch Senior. I forgot what the word is now. But they have a spell where you can basically take somebody over. Uh, and they become, you know, you control them. Possession. But it's it's one of it's one of the um <coughs> Puppet actually, I forgot the name. <laughs> Did you specifically choose a word that sounded like anus at the end there, or was that just a They all you all you always ends with armus. Just the implication there is you're gonna enter through the rear and seize control and <laughs> wear them like a glove, you know? But yeah, no, it's 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 extremely illegal to to use that kind of magic. Basically, can't you just magic it so that it is legal? But is well, it? <laughs> well, no, that's the point of the, of the of the Congress, isn't it? So that they can't just do stuff like that. I no, guess but, they but, have but a, if you magically a... do it, 
who's going to stop you? Like, if you magic it so that it is legal and no one remembers that it was illegal. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you could say that, but I mean, to, to magic it, there's no sort of like <laughs> you can't do like mass mass scale. Here's a new law. It's not like it's, you can make yeah, it rain. It's, and enough, it's a stuff. delicate line, isn't it? It's like saying, you know, yeah, it's 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 a tricky one. It's yeah, you, they they don't want to get involved, do they? They're, they want to have non. Yeah, they're just trying to. Prime they're trying to coexist without yeah, exactly. putting in. It is. It's like if in Star Trek they landed on a new planet and then tried to live side by side, integrated within the community of like these aliens, without letting them know that they were there or actually doing anything with them. Yeah. It's an, mm. odd, it's an odd choice. Mm. You know, you know that you know his magic TARDIS briefcase, right? Yeah, yeah. They do this whole big scene in it where they're going down there, and it's the it's the big scene where they they do all the animals, right? And you see all these boring mm-hmm. animals. Now, my problem with that, <laughs> apart from that, the animals aren't fantastical enough, is that <laughs> it is it is just a ten minute scene to go. Ooh, let's look at this CGI animal. Ooh, let's look at this CGI animal. It's kind of pointless. Yeah, but also. There's, I have no frame of reference for it. It's not like, oh, this is going to mean something, or this is going to do something, or this is... You remember in this world that we've set up, this happened? Well, this is about that. It's just an arbitrary 10-minute bit where they just go, oh, look at this thing. It's what Yeah, I? well, I think... It- I think it's solidifying what Newt's doing and why he's doing it. You know, he's he's a he's a conser- he's a conservationist. You know, so like he's going around the world trying to collect these creatures to make sure they can still exist. And the the twist at the end is that the American guy goes down there and then he sees like, oh, this this is a nice little area you got here, TV, armchair. Oh, very nice. Uh, hang on, wait a minute, I can't get out. And Newt's like, oh, yes, <laughs> that's the the human enclosure. The muddle apparently. I finally got one. (laughs) Your kind hasn't got long for its for its existence. I need to preserve you. Don't worry, I'll find you a female muggle you can breed. Yeah, and and the implication (laughs) is humanity will be gone within a couple of years, and uh, he's just harvesting a few specimens. That would be a deep. That would be a deep ending. Very deep. A lot more interesting. Um, The Twilight Zone ending. I've finished all my notes. So I haven't got any other interesting. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say. I mean, I, I didn't even looked at mine. I, I felt almost exactly the same on the rewatch as I did the first time round with yeah, this film. I, I, think, I thought yeah. it was just kind. I of think I I remember possible. being uh, angry about it the first time round, and this time it was just like, eh, it's possible. But having said that, I didn't change my rating of it, so I guess I was just a bit more. What, what did you give it at the time. last time? Remind me. I gave it five out of ten. I think that's quite harsh, but well, I don't know. I, yeah, get... I think it's a bit, it's a bit low. Yeah, I, I gave it a seven, and I mean, I don't know. It's... Chris, what would you give this out of ten as a fan? I, I, I would give this an, an eight. Okay. Which I, I was, I was thinking a bit higher, but at the same time, I thought I'm, I'm going to try and be honest. <laughs> I'll just be full, full fan on this. I, I do love it. I, I know it's going to go somewhere. But yeah. the, my my issue is like what I was saying before about the Harry Potter's. When, when I came into them, the first one was already out, and the second one uh, was about to come out. So I I kind of got into it when it was already in full swing. Chris, you're a Harry Potter fan, right? Have you ever um, have you ever queued to buy a Harry <laughs> Potter book like on the day of release? Were you that fan? Yeah, I was that. Yeah, I've been at I think two or three midnight launches, and uh, I've been in a digital queue as well for the Cursed Child. <laughs> so how how long were you in this queue? Oh, I don't know. It was a midnight launch at Asda. It wasn't exactly majestic. So it wasn't like were you um, queued up in in character and all that? Did 
Did you wear the little clothes? No, I didn't go that far. No, no. Is it is it more about the experience and the fun of it than actually? Don't try and justify it for him. Well, no, I'm trying to. Figure <laughs> what do you mean being being at the midnight lunch? Because yeah, because because I, I can't. You're not going to get to read much of it that night, are you? I assume. So. Oh, <laughs> you underestimate the power of a Harry Potter fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I read the Goblet of Fire in a day. If there was um, a worldwide epidemic, everyone was dying, and then they created the vaccine, I wouldn't go mm. and get it on the first day. She <laughs> <laughs> just know everyone would be there. All these twats would be there trying to get it first. Did you know she invented a new word for this film? Well, several if you, names of these creatures. Uh, yeah, no, no match. I mean, no, no. I mean, this is. I wrote it down somewhere. Where the hell's I mean, it a word that's it's a weird word of common usage already. No, people can't <laughs> even say it. But it's it's Conop Taxis, um, which apparently Conop Taxis, something like that. It's basically that, you know that big um, the 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 snaky bird thing that can shrink and grow. Yes, that that word means something that could just take up the space of what it's in. Oh, yeah, um, does, it's from two that, yeah. two different Greek words. That's kind of cool. So I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of that's it's a concept funky. we don't really have a word for. That's actually quite a nice concept. That's well, that's exactly. like when you find so, out there's a word for something in like Norwegian or something. You're like, like oh, that's a really good concept. I wish we had a word for that. Yeah, I I, I like I like it when people create words like that when it's not like you know the new lol or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> Not a stupid Essex culture or whatever. Oh, you, you know so what? Fucking they, have you seen they just put a shitload of film words in the dictionary? Have they? Oh, God. Something like 200 film words were just added to, I, I think, like, the Oxford. Snoogans! Do you, do you want to have a. Do you <laughs> have a let me, let yeah, me snooch, pull the list. Snooch to the nooch. <laughs> the, the vast majority of them are things like Lynchian and Spielbergian and Tarantino esque oh, right. and Kubrickian. Well, I, I can get behind some of them. So, like, the vast majority Smith. just seem to be directors' names with. Is, yeah, is Kevin Smith just Smithish? <laughs> Smith, Smithy. <laughs> let me let me have a look. I pull. I've got some of them here. I don't think this is a full list, but we've got Scream Queen. This is why I, I hate when they just add a phrase. So that's a phrase. That's yeah, not a word. That's not a word, is it? <laughs> if you can see the other words in there, it doesn't count. Binge watch. I mean, that, that's that's not a new word. That's, that's just yeah, words that's being used that already exist in the way that words are in sentences and mean the same thing <laughs> when they're you like that they would separate like that's not even yeah. like it takes on a new meaning mumblecore that's fair enough mumblecore yeah oh, you love that don't you so I fucking hate it <laughs> <laughs> no but it's it's a legit word isn't it it's you know ten yeah. fuck's sake they've added non diegetic so wh- is diegetic not good enough there that we've just got that. <laughs> Oh, here we are. Here, this is this is why I'm, I meant to bring this up in the Suspiria recording. I forgot because they've added giallo to the dictionary. Giallo. Oh, yeah. Giallo. It's a, giallo. a genre of Italian. Well, what does it mean in Italian? Then I presume it was an Italian. Yellow. Oh. It means yellow. It refers to the um, yellow paperback novels, novellas, uh, pulpy things oh. that were sold, which were typically like you know cheap pulpy thrillers and horror films with, with yeah. lots of killings. Ooh, here we oh wow, right, I've got a full list of words here. I feel like I should do a game with this, but I have no idea how it would work. <laughs> there you go, you've had your intro. AFI is in there. I don't think that should be allowed. That's just that's, 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 just that's a, a band. That's just an well it's not even an acronym, is it? It's, it's a proper the, noun. I don't think the initials proper noun should be allowed a... in the dictionary. It's a, yeah, a fire inside. BBFC, BFI. This is bullshit. Blink and you'll miss it. <laughs> That's not that doesn't belong belong in the dictionary, Oxford. 
This is absurd. Cineliterate. Cine I don't know if I like that. That's clearly slang that's just kind of... Cinematography. Fuck off. Of course that was already in the dictionary. <laughs> There's no way that wasn't in the dictionary. Yeah, already. that must have been in the dictionary before now. They've added Groundhog Day. Noun. What is this bullshit... <laughs> I'm never gonna buy another Oxford Dictionary in my life. Oh, they've added Herzogian. Pleased about that. I've never heard that said, though. <laughs> Herzogian, you're right, yeah. They have added Kaiju, that's cool. That deserves to be there. Oh, nice. They've added yeah, Indiana like Jones, noun. What? This is absurd. <laughs> what? Anyway, let's uh, do our thing. And oh, I've shit, got yeah. I've got to go shit. somewhere tonight. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... So, if if they were making another one of these, what, what would Sequel be the time. never? That'll never happen. What would be the best way to do it? I I I quite like the idea of just anthologizing the Potter universe, and I, you know I like that this is one set in New York back in the day. Yeah. So let's have one in like ancient Egypt or something. I think there's a chance. I mean, I think the idea is that it's going to be following beasts around the world, and from where the descriptions are from, they're, they're going to be all over the shop. So yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, like I'm personally looking forward to the Asia one. But if they, if yeah, but if they do this, are they going to start going to Germany and be like, "Oh look, we have to just catch this little uh, flibbertil gibbet." But um, oh look, there's Adolf Hitler <laughs> in a Munich putsch. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I don't, don't worry, I don't nothing will do come that. of that. He's just a little man yeah. with no power. It's fine. He's he's no bother. Um, wouldn't that be great though? <laughs> wouldn't yeah, wouldn't that be that brilliant? Be if they had the awesome. balls to do that, like this, that would be amazing. Like yeah. one of his giant rhinos escapes, and it's like tra- <laughs> it traps a muggle, and he saves this muggle's life, and, he, and then he goes, "I shall never forget this. Oh, my name is Adolf Hitler, and I will remember you." <laughs> he was he was allegedly obsessed with the occult, wasn't he? Um, I don't know how much of that Indiana Jones made up, but. There was some some truth to that, so maybe he yeah, saw yeah, some yeah. magic it... happening, and he was just trying to chase it down for the rest of his life. <laughs> maybe. Um, how far back does the magic society go in these Harry Potter this universe? Like, have they ever established that? Um, it, it's pretty damn far back. In in the next film, we're going to meet somebody who's three hundred and something years old. But but I mean, does it does it go back to the dawn of? Humanity, or were there were there wizarding cavemen knocking around? Was Jesus a wizard that went out of got out of hand? <laughs> oh, and they please, had to, they had please to make that as a film. Well, I, I, I'm genuinely intrigued to know because I can I can guarantee you J.K. Rowling has an answer for it and has thought about oh, it. Oh yeah, she will. She's probably even told an answer for it, but I, I don't have a memory. So, because yeah. <laughs> um, if it doesn't go back to the dawn of civilization, there must have been a point where like the first magician figured out he could do magic or she could do magic and was like. Whoa, that's weird. No, you know, do you know those little sherbet, sherbet sticks that you get? Yeah, yeah, the, like, the sort of um, the ones where you, like cocaine for kids. Yeah, the ones where you can never get a full the full contents. Yeah, because it, gl- it, it globs up, up at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, see, I figured if Fanta made them, they could release this film. It's called Fanta Sticks and Where to Fund Them, and it's about <laughs> it's about a kid who it's about a kid who's trying to get money from his nan so he can go buy some sherbet sticks. <laughs> Granted, it's not a deep story. <laughs> well, this is this is episode what one hundred and twenty-five or something. That might be the worst idea we've ever. Had. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I made it. <laughs> let's uh, let's satisfy ourselves with um, com- actually trying to think where they're going to take the story. 
Because the trailer doesn't really give much away. It's just like, ooh, action-y thing over here. Ooh, Johnny Depp. Ooh. Well, Grindelwald's obviously a big part this time. Yeah. Uh, well, just just so you know, in, in the lore of Harry Potter, th- there's a massive, massive legendary fight between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Oh, yeah, I well, forgot he was in this new one. We should probably mention that. Yeah, Dumbledore's in yeah, the new Jude, one. Yeah, Jude Law. Yeah, Jude Law is Dumbledore in the new one. Did you know that? Um, yeah. Well, I saw Jude Law in the trailer and I was like, ugh. And uh, I don't know who he was playing. And and the film's rightly so being criticised for you know not Jude Law in it, not making anything out of Dumbledore's uh, homosexuality that uh, that uh, J.K. Rowling's been making a big song and dance about. Oh, by the way, Dumbledore was gay. By the way, and then the anti-PC brigade have been very like, oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Uh, social justice warriors won't let it be. They're not complaining that they're, they're complaining he's not gay enough. And it's like, no, it's because it's because J.K. Rowling's made such a song and dance about. Oh, he's gay, by the way. Um, he was he was yeah. gay. Had a romance with a young, you know, as a young man. It's like, all right. Well, how about you actually put your money where your mouth is, and we see that in the film? Because otherwise, mm. it's just nothing. If if you're just gonna never, I mean, obviously, you know, you don't have to go into every character's sexuality, but it just seems very cheap. Having said that, I haven't seen the film, and uh, for all I know, he yeah. gets off with Grindelwald at the end. So yeah, yeah I mean, what how, what are you gonna do? The only thing you could do, because he's not he's not the character that's gonna have a love story, is it? He's like the mentor character. I don't so, know. Yeah. They, they gave. Um, well, he's, he's the teacher. So. They gave the American guy something of a romance in the first one, and he's you know he's sort of a side character. Yeah, but he's the sidekick. Mm. The side, the the kooky sidekick can get a girl out of his league. That's fine. Um. Right. Harry, new Harry Potter film. Right. This the actual pitch. Right. It's it's set in the world of Harry Potter, but this mm-hmm. time we're going to the future. And what we've got here Ooh. is like that that sort of subgenre that I can't remember the name of that took off in the eighties and the nineties that was kind a of dystopian. like a fusion of sci-fi and fantasy. Oh right. Like uh, is it Shadowrun, the the Dungeons and Dragons equivalent that's a bit more sci-fi? You have sci-fi stuff going on with hackers and internet, but you know, robots and stuff, but then, you know, maybe robots are brought to life with magic and the goblins cast a spell. It's a you know it's both together. So we're we're Harry Potter's world, but it's like a hundred years in the future sci-fi world. Humanity has advanced oh. to the point that humans can compete with magic. Mag- mm. Magic society hasn't advanced at all. Yeah. So now we're on equal pegging. Now let's have a war. And a scientist, a scientist discovers uh, some some way of reading magic stuff with his technology. He's like, what's this weird energy reading? Oh, there's, a, there's this whole magic ah. society buried around us, and and humanity finds out, and it is. It's the all out war between muggles and uh, wizards, and there's a resistance group who are trying to harbor bring peace. I think they're really outnumbered, though, aren't they? What the wizards? Yeah, yeah, but uh, the, but all right, they're more powerful, but we've got enough technology to kind of make it an equal pegging thing now and anyway we, yeah. we join a, a band of resistance fight you know a little team of people who are trying to stop there being all at war somehow i quite like this i think this would be good so what what you're saying is you'd, yeah. you'd have a you'd have a wizard wakanda yeah and then you'd have <laughs> you'd have a real people avengers yeah. trying to stop them yeah yeah I, that sounds like a, it sounds like a good. I like the sounds yeah, of that. Well, uh, the, yeah. the resistance group. You've got to have some wizards and some like muggles mixed together. There, it's got to be yeah. a good. Cross- you've got to have. You've got to have a house elf in there. But he's like a real fucking. Yeah. It's like voiced by Danny DeVito, badass. Yeah, he's like a gnarly. <laughs> he's seen some. He's shit. like lost a leg in the war. Yeah, he's lost an eye. Yeah. 
This I I'm, I genuinely I'd actually really like to see this film. I'm quite pleased with this. Yeah, get 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 it pitched to the woman herself. Yeah, like Lady and, Rowling, if you're listening. <laughs> and it started off as me being silly and thinking sci-fi future, but I I think genuinely, if you, I think people wouldn't mind seeing the Harry Potter world projected forward a few hundred years. You know, I, I could see mm. that. Yeah, I don't know if J.K. Rowling. Oh, there's bound to be some fun theories already. Yeah, I mean, pe- people people love writing fanfics and stuff, don't they? So there might even be some out there. They'll probably turn to porn halfway. As Newt looked down at her fantastic beaver. <laughs> <laughs> this, this this isn't the same sort of fantastic beast that I'm used to, but I'm sure I can tame it," said Newt, with a wry grin in his face. It'd be like the sex scene in Forrest Gump. But look at those fantastic breasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm pleased with that. Genuinely, I think that's a good idea. That not the, the not mm. what I just said. The one before that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I like both. <laughs> both, both are sol- solid, both. solid foundations. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and get. I'll, I'll try and get a deal. Pitch the first one, but only if they also commission the second one at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's an all or nothing deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Fantastic beasts and where to find them. Let's put a nail in that one. Done. Dusted. Not coming back for a third episode. Though, of course, we will no doubt get to Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindel Shanks, or whatever it's called, uh, in our, our upcoming Inevitable Review of the Year episode for this year. Thanks once again to Harry Potter expert Chris Hunter for coming and being in this week's episode with us. Now, Chris, if you enjoyed Chris's input, then do go and check out his podcast, the Chris Hunter Comedy Podcast. I don't think we mentioned it in uh, our intro to this episode. We probably should have, but Chris is a stand-up comedian in his own right. He he also does a regular Let's Play with his partner, Charlie. So do check out his gaming podcast, Let's Talk Games. They stream that on Twitch on the first Sunday of each month. You can find that at twitch.tv forward slash LPGTube. You can find him on Twitter, ChrisHunterCom and LPG Tube, they're the two Twitter handles, and of course the Chris Hunter Comedy Podcast, which is available in all the usual places, uh, iTunes and, and what have you, Google it, find it, it's out there. Now do come back next week as we begin part one of a two-parter, uh, because the next series we're looking at is such a big bastard we've split it in two we we couldn't cover it all in in one episode see you then bye